Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and very pleased to be joined. It's always nice when we get uh, Sarah Riappel, who manages all of the portfolio solutions programs at RBC Global Asset Management to join us. Uh, Sarah, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me again. And uh, good to sneak this one in before the long weekend. Uh, you've, uh, you've written another uh, article. That uh, and 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 Sarah, when 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 you when you write these different notes, where can people access those uh, those notes on on LinkedIn? Do you, do you generally post your your content? Um, it depends on the type of note that I'm writing. In this particular case, I'm not sure if it will show up on LinkedIn, so it's probably more on the um, website. There you go. So uh, so you've, you you're getting an exclusive right here with Sarah Riappel. So Sarah, let's dive into it because. Um, lots of stuff going on in markets, uh, particularly around fixed income. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but uh, we, if we look at the past year um, and, and everything that's happened, how are you positioning your portfolio now for the for the remainder of this year and the, and the years ahead? Yeah, that's a great question. Like the last year has had its share of ups and downs, to be to be sure. Um, if the events of the last year have taught us anything, it's it's sort of to stay the course, stay invested, stick to long-term investment plans because it's just so important. You know, think about how your investments would have fared if you'd panicked and sold in the depths of the, the crisis last February and March, which is actually what my father wanted to do, but thankfully I, I talked him out of it. But, you know, you would have locked in losses at that time and you would have missed out on the subsequent returns. And, you know, what kind of returns are we talking about there? Well, if you take the S&P 500 um, as an example, the one-year return off the March 23rd low of last year was an amazing 75%. Um, and the market regained its losses uh, from that four-week crisis period by mid-August of, of 2020. So it was a very a steep but short uh, period of time. And if you had panicked and and sold during the crisis period, you would not have be, be well positioned um, um, right now or, or coming out of the crisis. So, you know, I really, really believe that making changes to investment plans in the middle of a crisis is, is not a good idea. So then, you know, what are we thinking about going forward? Um, you know, I'd say that the pandemic is, is entering a new phase with the roll of, rollout of vaccines and businesses starting to return to normal. We think the economy should stage a health, healthy recovery from, recovery from here. Um, you know, it's extremely stimulative monetary and fiscal policy is going to be supportive and as well as consumers are well positioned to, to boost spending in here. So that's going to have a positive impact. There's always a bunch of risks to look at. Obviously, there's the impact of new COVID-19 variants that are coming out. There's elevated unemployment levels. Uh, there's the potential for higher inflation. Um, and so we, we think that the advantage of stocks over bonds has diminished a little bit with the, the increase in yields that we've seen over the, the last few uh, months. But we think that equities continue to offer an attractive risk premium over bonds, and so we're still overweight equities in the portfolios. Yeah, and 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 so many great points in in, in those comments, but particularly around the need to, uh, in, in the midst of a crisis, that's not the time to reevaluate your financial plan. You want to have a financial plan coming in, an investment plan coming in, and stick with it. And last year was such a, a, a great lesson on that. So um, now, uh, with uh, with as you say, a, a stronger economy. Uh, we've seen a, a, a pretty significant rise in in bond yields, particularly uh, longer-term government bond yields uh, this year. Is this changing your view on 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 markets, and and is it changing the positioning of of, of portfolios that you're in? 
Yeah, that's so true that the U.S. 10-year bond yield has risen over 80 basis points since the start of the year to to over 1.7% for the first time since the pandemic. And so a lot of the valuation risk that we saw in the fixed income market that existed throughout 2020 has been alleviated by this rapid change in yields that we've seen uh, so far this year. Um, given the rise in yields for the first time in, in many quarters, we're, we're actually expecting slightly positive returns for sovereign bonds o- over the year ahead. And so that's a big shift from, from where we've been over the last several quarters. You know, while we think the bond yields are going to gradually climb over the longer term, um, in the near term, the speed and the magnitude of the recent sell-off suggests that bonds could, um, you know, could stay put here or or rally somewhat from these levels in the near term. Um, You know, that said, the the return prospects for bonds still remain quite modest over over the medium to long term, which is why we're still underweight uh, bonds within the asset mix. But we do continue to believe that bonds are an important allocation inside balanced portfolios because they offer so many um, important characteristics. Uh, They provide diversification, they provide income, um, capital preservation in the face of equity market volatility, and also also liquidity. So it's it's really important to to continue to hold bonds within the context of a balanced portfolio. And and it's uh, it's really interesting um, with with that that the increase in bond yields and and all the forecasts of, of stronger economic growth uh, I'm getting questions from from people I know for the first time in many many years about the potential for inflation, and not just inflation, significant inflation uh, coming up in the future. Is, is is this anything that you're you're worried about, or that you think investors should be worried about? Well, I think it's it's the combination of significant easing in monetary policy um, and central banks' willingness to accept faster inflation. Um, which is kind of raising concerns about inflation that, that, you know, investors are worried that inflation could run too hot. You know, while the readings have trended higher over the last few quarters uh, and, you know, prices are indeed rising, but they're rising off of a low base. And so what's caught the attention of many investors is the fact that market-based measures of inflation uh, expectations have been rising. Um, but we, we think that you know, if you look at historical norms, ex- inflation expectations are still in line with levels of the past decades. So, so while underlying inflation trend might be higher, because it's coming off of a low base, we think it's still going to remain at low levels relative to uh, what we would have expected historically. So, you know, yes, inflation may be rising, but not to concerning levels. Yeah, and 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 and, and probably uh, given given where we've been, and again the, the the need for inflation expectations to shift significantly before you saw significant inflation, uh, probably a little bit too much talk about this, um, at, at least in the near term. Yeah, for sure. So it's 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 an interesting topic of conversation, but not one that I think we should be putting too much focus on. It's just another one of those things, risks that bear watching. So something we need to keep an eye on, uh, see if there's any significant changes in trend, but not something we're um, worried too much about at this point. Well, uh, Sarah, fortunately, this is a, uh, a podcast. So uh, with, uh, with more lockdowns coming where, uh, where we live, the big inflation is in my hair. That's been the, uh, <laughs> I, I need a haircut very badly. I'm glad these are, uh, these are only audio. <laughs> But, uh, well, it's not going to happen in the next month, I'll tell you that. So. Well, great. Anyway, Sarah, great to see you again, and uh, lots of great stuff in, uh, in your comments today. We, uh, we always appreciate your, uh, your visits to the podcast. Thank you very much.